Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio. I think we are all still very much reeling from the events of last Thursday. And I'm referring, of course, to the stabbing at the school in Dublin City Centre. We know this evening that a five-year-old girl injured in that attack remains in critical condition. And our thoughts are with that young girl and her family. While the two other children involved, aged five and six, have been released from hospital. A woman under 30 remains in a serious but not life-threatening condition. Finally, a man believed to be the attacker remains in hospital. We all know that too. And we all know what happened next, of course. What happened on Thursday night were the riots, the likes of which none of us have probably ever seen in this country. But today, hundreds attended a solidarity vigil on Dublin's O'Connell Street to call out the violence of those riots. Now, I did mention earlier on that I think it would have been more suitable and fitting to call out the government on not having our city safe. That would have been more suitable. But anyway, we can go into that again. That's another debate. There are many issues going on here. But there are some things are for sure. The stabbing was an atrocity, and that should never have happened. And the riots were disgraceful. A disgraceful response by individuals who do not represent this country. They don't represent what I stand for, what anybody stands for, on whatever side of the debate on immigration you happen to be on. They don't represent either side. They didn't represent anybody but themselves. They're criminals. Nothing short of that. They're criminals. Anybody who decides looting, setting a bus on fire, a guard on fire, or beating a guard up or setting a guard a car on fire is a criminal and a scumbag. And there's nothing more than that. Unfortunately, events like this tend to become politicised. And this case is no different. We're hearing talk already of hate speech laws, which I'll talk about again during the week at some point. And we're also hearing talk of the use of facial recognition cameras and technology. These are part of the measures to prevent Thursday night's riots ever happening again, according to the government. Now, let's be clear. Firstly, bringing in hate speech laws is not going to stop that because setting a bus on fire or looting is already a criminal offence. They're already crimes. We don't need another law to stop that from happening. Anyway, people who would have been I suppose, ambivalent in their support of such measures have now been persuaded. And the Green Party, for example, are ready to cooperate with Gardaí's use of facial recognition technology. Technology, They blocked this effort to bring that in earlier on this year, but suddenly they're all for it. So in other words, the government have used the riot, which they shouldn't be doing. We should be talking about why it happened, why people in communities or certain individuals turned to violence. The disconnect, in, and I mentioned at the start of the show about Grafton Street, the disconnect in society between those who have and those who have not. We should be talking more about that and why we have a society that is so fractured and divisive. And whose fault that is? Well, you can only blame one set of people for that, and that are the people who run the country, whether it's this government or previous governments. Remember, of course, the housing crisis didn't just start when Fine Gael and Fine Fáil got into power. The housing crisis started back in 2010, after the last recession, it really kicked off then. We are shocked as a country at the developments of the last few days, and I think many of us feel action must be taken. The question is, what is the correct action? By the state, of course. Is it facial recognition technology? Is this the answer? Are you willing to give up a slice of your privacy, I suppose, if it meant a repeat of Thursday night would never happen again? But I don't believe that. Do we believe facial recognition technology would actually discourage the type of people who were out in force looting and vandalising? I don't think it would. What do we do when they wear masks? I don't think any technology is going to see through a mask. And remember, most of those gurriers that went out there on Thursday night were wearing either balaclavas or scarves across their faces. So tonight I know what you, want, what you think of what they call facial rec- recognition technology. Is that a step too far into your privacy? 
Let me know what you think. Now, some people are going to say, well, if you don't do anything wrong, you have nothing to worry about. And I suppose that's a good argument, isn't it? But the downside of that argument is that maybe it identifies you and you weren't even there. And that can happen. Just like a lie detector, I don't believe that facial recognition technology can be used in a court of law, but it can be used by the guards to identify who somebody might be so they can later then question them or arrest them and question them in relation to it and find out if they have an alibi or where they were at that particular time. Because just like a lie detector, it's not 100% accurate. And as I said, there is issues with the technology when it comes to race, for example. And black communities have noticed that the technology doesn't work as well in that situation. So the question I'm asking you is, do you agree with facial recognition technology? So these are kind of mobile cameras. They will be obviously on the streets as well, I imagine, in time. On Grafton Street, on Connell Street and all the main thoroughfares, there will be cameras eventually that will pick up everybody walking by. You've seen it in the movies. You're walking by, camera picks you up, somebody in a base looks and goes, oh, he's acting a bit dodgy. Your name comes up over your head. Niall Boylan. Here's his Twitter account. Here's his Facebook account. Here's where he lives. And it's instant. The technology is really good. Not perfect, but it's really good. But do you agree with it? Or are we heading into some sort of dystopian future? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Now, let me go to Dave if I can. Dave, hi, how are you? Hey, can you hear me there? I can, yeah. I can, Dave. Lovely, lovely, Niall. Uh, I just want to say, I'm not for the security technology at all, the facial recognition technology at all. I think there's three big issues with it. And that's the privacy concerns, again, the security concerns as well, and the financial concerns with it. So with no, the, the financial concern doesn't really bother me. I mean, look, we're, we're a wealthy yeah. country. The, the money is not really an issue. We're in a recession at the moment where no money, where there's homeless people out on the streets. I think the money that is going into this technology can be used so much better. So We could argue that about everything, Dave. I mean, as a country, we're at 8 billion um, we've saved eight billion this year for a rainy day. So what I'm saying is, you know, now don't get me wrong, our economy sits on a knife edge based on multinational companies and we're operating in this country that could be gone tomorrow, right? But in saying that, as it stands, we do have the money. If we want, I don't want the money to get in the way. I want let's talk about the practicality of it and the principle behind it, I suppose, which is more important. And I take on board your privacy issue. Yeah, well, definitely, like, uh, aside, aside from the money, which uh, I, I would say is a bit of an issue, okay. I think the privacy thing is a huge, a huge concern of mine. Uh, how am I consenting? When I'm out on the streets, when I'm walking around, like, fair, if I'm in a shop, maybe, I'm, I suppose, agreeing that I'm in the shop so they can record me on security cameras. But when I'm outside, when I'm walking down the street, if I'm walking my dog down the street, I, how am I to consent to get my face recorded? But there's, there's already cameras everywhere. By the way, I'm with you, but there's already cameras everywhere. You walk down from, say, you walk from O'Connell Street to Grafton Street, the top of Grafton Street. Let's say you take a bit of a stroll from Parnell Square right down to the top of Gra up to the top of Grafton Street. You're going to be picked up in at least 70 or 80 cameras already. Yeah. Now, don't get, there's no facial recognition on them at the moment, but you will be picked up on them. Now, you are right in relation to consent. When you walk into a shop, there is a sign up that says security cameras in use. That's your consent, by the way. You walk into the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You walk in, you see the consent. You're agreeing to it by being in the shop. Mm. But I feel like if you're if you're walking down, like let's say O'Connell Street, then like that's going to that's going to restrict and it's going to be on people's minds. It's your freedom of movement. Mm -hmm. as, as an Irish citizen, I'm free to move around wherever I want to. 
And that idea that my face has been tracked and that I'm been tracked by some person sitting, as I said earlier, in a bunker somewhere with my name and my Twitter and everything uh, all linked in together. I think it restricts a lot of people's free, freedom of movement and their anonymity, mm. which I think is it's a human right, really, isn't it? It's a human right to be able to go around. Like, and again, as you said, like, it could be a wrong place, wrong time, start a job. It could be, you could be doing one thing and someone with the same skin tone as you, same kind of facial structure as you, still committing a crime, and then you're picked up for it and arrested for it. Like, that, that's crazy. That's crazy. It completely takes away your, your freedom, really. And it's, it's, not, it's not right at all. And then when you think about the risks of it as well, like, where's all this data been stored? Because it has to be stored somewhere. Well, I'm assuming that there would be GDPR involved in this, similar to, for example, the Garda Pulse system. Like, for example, on the Garda Pulse system, as far as I know, any information the guards have in you must be deleted within six months unless it's part of an ongoing investigation. And because there has been numerous cases taken to the, you know, to, of GDPR uh, taken to the ombudsman in relation to Garda keeping information on people on the Pulse system or that it hasn't been deleted properly. I, so I'm assuming yeah, there would have to be regulations, just like here in the radio station, we have regulations, you know, around keeping information. Now, we, because of the journalistic factor, we have uh, some exemptions to that rule. But when it comes to audio and stuff like that for the broadcasting authority, we keep it for a certain period of time and then it's deleted. You know what I mean? I get you, I get you. But what's to say, while this is in the, the data hub, let's say, we call it the data hub for now, let's yeah. say, right? Yeah, what it doesn't get hacked or something. It? Yeah. Or what if it gets hacked into and my identity took them? Yeah, and, and we all we all saw what happened for three or when was it three years ago when the HSE was hacked. Yeah, and I and by the way, can I can I point out? I believe it's been no coincidence, and I don't think anybody else has been talking about this very much. But I never received you know those dodgy texts you get. You know, you've just got a parcel delivered, and or the the, the other ones from <laughs> or you've just gone through the toll for six quid. Click here to pay it. And I by the way, I always. Rep- I always reply to the text. You should always. I always reply to the text saying, "Oh, please, I'm so sorry. Can you can I send my bank details to you right now?" And I, I know just to see if they'll ring me or something. Right, some lad rings me and goes, "No." Anyway, but I I don't believe it's a coincidence that we're all only getting these calls and texts since that particular hack. We never used to get them before, and maybe that's purely coincidental correlation here. I don't know, but I find it deeply suspicious. Yeah, well, you don't know. That's the thing. And who's the, who's to say? Like, will we know if the data's hacked? I don't think we will know if that's hacked. I think, I think it'll be kept under wraps. What do you think so of the argument that, that people will say, well, if you're, you know, Dave, if you're walking down O'Connell Street and you're not doing anything wrong, sure, what are you worried about? Are you consenting then by walking down O'Connell Street for your data of you going down O'Connell Street at that very day mm-hmm. to be took and sold to you and to be bought up but maybe? You don't know where your data's going. It's GDPR. Like, I'm not signing an agreement. Will, will a letter come in my door to say that I'm signing for facial recognition technology and I agree that I will be able to walk down the Street? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's crazy stuff like that. Like, there's, there's, no, there's no consent. Okay, well, well, hang, well, hang on. Stay there, Dave. Let me go to Breda. Breda, hi. How are you? Hi, Niall. How are you? Good. I mean, they're, they're going to push all this legislation through because, of course, they're blaming everything apart from themselves for what happened on Thursday night. Um, yeah. So, and I believe the government, by the way, have taken no responsibility whatsoever for Thursday night. I'm not saying oh, it was no. the government's fault for people setting fire to cars and everything else, but they must take responsibility for that build-up over months of, uh, as to what was going on. But they haven't yeah. taken any. So their answer the is... Has been building, yeah. 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 Let, let's bring in legislation and legislation around facial recognition technology, which, by the way, 
was objected to by the Green Party only going back a few months ago, but because of this, people are warming to it now, and which suits the government fine. So, but would you agree with it? I, I would have no problem with it, Nigel, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, I think we're in any state anyway. I think we're being, we're, you're blocked an awful lot of the time in places that you might not even think you're being looked at. You know, that chap is saying, oh, I don't consent to my... Um, but you're being recorded when you're walking around Dublin anyway. Yeah, but, yeah, but they don't know who you are. Yeah, but they can yeah, see you, but they don't know but who you are. Very, but it'd be very easy to find out who you are if you meet tonight. Like, if you suddenly were walking down Grafton Street and you turned around and you slapped some fella onto the ground, don't tell me if they didn't it didn't have you in the database that they can't find out who you are very quickly. Well, it's not that. I, I was talking to a guard about this a while ago, and you know, and he, I said, well, it must be so much handier now to get culprits because you've got cameras everywhere. And he says, not really. He said, it's all well and good seeing some young fella or some young one doing something, but you don't know who they are until someone identifies them. He said, the camera is just a backup to say, we know you were there once we've identified who you are. But the, the thing about it is, with facial recognition technology, they don't even have to go to that trouble to find out who you are. The, the camera yeah, tells I, them. I, but again, as, as I know you said it earlier, if you're not doing anything wrong, what's the problem? I like You're not going to be restricted to what you can do because the camera can pick you up now and say, oh, there's Breda from wherever, and going into Brown Thomas to spend 79 euros on a candy. God, <laughs> oh, my God. 79 who, euro for a candle. Who do, who do that, Niall? I oh, don't know. But anyway, sorry, Niall. And you're telling me if your beautiful wife didn't want one of those candles, you wouldn't get them for her? If it put a smile on her face, I'd get, I'd get it for her. But, she, but I can tell you now, my beautiful wife wouldn't want one of those candles because my beautiful wife doesn't waste money. Well, she prefers the sparkles like myself. <laughs> Every girl likes sparkles, Breda. Yeah, I love sparkles. But Breda, I mean, no, you, I... you've heard Dave's argument. And his argument makes sense that... Okay, you know, and, and I know the Irish Council for Civil Liberties said the same thing on the news last night. It's another step or another erosion of our privacy as citizens and individuals. We do have a right to privacy. It's in the Constitution, by the way. We have a right to an element of privacy. And we have a right to have a private life, unless we come to the attention of a guard to for doing something wrong. We, have a, we do have an, an element of privacy in our lives. You know, nobody has a right to ask you things unless you want to give information. But, like, the fact that you have facial recognition... But that's you're still, I mean, you still go about your daily life as I say, just pop into BTs or wherever. And unless you're really causing, unless you steal that lovely candy, you know, you're not going to cut. They, they don't care what you're doing. Like, who's going to be interested in what, what, I'm, what I'm doing if I'm in town? Don't go into town, to be honest with you, because I don't like it anymore. But No, I don't know, particularly like it either. But I do, no, Grafton you know, Street was nice the other day, I have to be honest with you. It was lovely. It was packed. Yeah, and by the way, can I say, there yeah. was a notable guard of presence. It, was great, it would course. be great if it was like that all the time. I know, I know. But you see, the problem is they don't have enough guards. And I don't know why, you know, I have friends who are guards and I admire them. And I think fair dues to go out and to face into adversity sometimes. That yes, I, I agree. I face into for no amount of money, you know. And I can understand why young people are kind of now standing back and going, oh, maybe there would have been a career that five years ago. Now they can go, oh, my God, you know, my life is, I think, probably worth more than what I'm going to get out of this. So mm. I, I can understand why there is a shortage of guards. But I do think cameras might be just another way to maybe help uh, supplement the lack of guards because it would give them more facilities to be able to pinpoint people at a quicker pace and stuff. Um, but is that the answer? Is that the answer? Use cameras instead of guards? Well, no, it's not. Of course. 
not. But I mean, if you can't get enough people to go into the guards, it's like the priest. There's no priest anymore because nobody wants to be a priest. There's no nuns. Nobody wants to be a nun. I mean, if the violence keeps going the way it is and things keep the, the way this country is going downhill drastically, I wouldn't blame anybody for not wanting to be a guard. Okay, know? well, well, hang on. Sorry, well, let me just go back to Dave. Dave, Breda makes a point. It's another tool in the arsenary. You know, because we're not really seeing enough people going into Angarda Shikana. We do want to prevent crime, of course. We all want safer spaces. So, what's the harm? And, and you know, I agree with you. We all do want safer spaces. And there, there isn't enough guards on the street. And, like, I, I know it's said it's not a financial thing. But rather than pumping money into a new surveillance system, will we not put more money into the guards, into educating, training more guards, putting more guards on the street? People measures. don't want to be a guard. Yeah. People don't want to face that kind of adversity they faced the other night in town. There was poor chaps, I say, and girls only out of Temple Moor standing there. And it's all spelling good, you're being trained to do something. But the reality happens, it's a different ball game altogether. Mm. And I can see people, why people would go, oh my God, not the job for me. Yeah, I see. I, Dave, Dave, I did see one video guard. the other night, and there was a group of about 30 of them, and one guard got kind of isolated from the group. And they were oh boxing God. him and punching him and throwing things at him. I felt so sorry for him. You know what I mean? I mean, no, no money would pay you to do that now. No, no money. I wouldn't do it. I have fair play I to him. And I hope that guard, whoever he is, I hope he's well. I hope everything is okay with so him. So do I. Yeah, I'd say he's traumatized. Of course he is. He might never go back to the job again. Like, if you were surrounded by thugs and you're being beaten, and, and we've seen what can happen when, when thugs take over and that frenzy happens. People have been kicked and beaten to death. That poor man probably didn't know if he was going to get out of that situation or not. Like, I, I mean, and Dave, if you if you had cameras on O'Connell Bridge or wherever that particular incident happened with that guard, that could identify, because you could see the faces of one or two of them. There was about 20 of them, and most of them had balaclavas and scarves on their faces. But if the, guard, you know, if the camera picked up of, say, two of them or three of them and identified them as whoever it happened to be, you know, wouldn't that be a good thing, Dave? I, I, I'm not going to sit here and disagree and say that's not a good thing. I'm not going to sit here and disagree and say that, like, you're, what you're saying is making perfect sense. There's no there's no wrong answer here I can give, you know? Like, you're, what you're saying is making sense. But I think what happened, what happened on Thursday night was horrible. We're all, no one's going to sit here and justify what happened on Thursday night. But how often does something like that happen? Oh, but that doesn't but, happen but, every Thursday think, night. Oh, no, but that at was, the moment it doesn't. At the moment... But if the government don't step up and sort out this boiling pot of hatred that is here in this country for immigrants, mm-hmm. this won't be the last time we'll see this, unfortunately. Well, they could, they could fix that boiling point of hatred by communicating and by exactly. having a proper debate about it and talking about, you know, for example, I don't want to go into the whole immigration debate, and people no. are absolutely welcome if they're coming from war-torn countries and their lives in danger, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. But there is problems within the policy, the immigration policy, where it's like a free-for-all. So if they address yeah. that with the people and said, listen, we accept your, 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 your complaints. You know, we're still going to allow this to happen. But look, we're going to step up the plate on this one here. And this is not going to happen anymore. And, and if and people are found to be criminals, they're going to be sent home and blah, 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 or whatever it happens but to I'll me. Tell you, no, I'll tell you where facial recognition should be really brought in tonight is on, in immigration. In immigration, in every airport and every... Um, um, where the ferries come in and everything else and there should be an international access to facial recognition from other countries and you're, everybody's face, like if you're going through London now... So now, now, you, now you want to use Interpol and all sorts of agencies all Homeland saying, Security everybody. Whatever we have to do 
going to stop, if it's going to stop criminals. <laughs> See, I, now, now, now I'm starting to agree with Dave, okay. Peter, because I think we're going down the road of, you know, 1984 now. You know what I mean? Why? Why? Like, I think it's crazy. I think that's absolutely nonsense. Introduce some facial recognition into airports as well. It's it's mad. Like that's what like, yeah, restricting your freedom. It's you restricting your freedom of movement. You can't <laughs> go through security. You can't go through security in London Heathrow unless you have to stand and do your facial recognition before when you're putting your boarding card in, and you also have to do it before you board the aircraft. And the same, well, I know they do it for American immigration in Dublin Airport as well, yeah. Yeah, everyone has to be photographed, and you have to do your handprints as well. Like, so it's already there. If the likes of that had some form of, of um, recognition at airports and stuff, the likes of what happened to that poor girl that was murdered on the canal, Ashling, may not have ever happened because it could have stopped him from coming into the country. He already had a record from another country. Mm-hmm. Do you understand where I'm going with this? No, no, I, I, I get I, you. Yeah. I, I do, yeah, it's a two-pronged sword, and I do, I do understand what you're saying. But stay there, both of you. Let me go to Connor as well. Connor, hi, how are you? Hi, how are you doing? Good, Connor. Uh, do you I agree with facial really... recognition cameras? Uh, no. No? No. No. Okay. Uh, because when Simon Harris was going on about it in February and absolutely determined to get it in, and uh, the Green Party openly said at the time, no, it hasn't worked in other countries, no. But when, and as always, they're making this as an excuse to ram it through, you know. Mm. But uh, no, I can't disagree with with anything that lady in that Breeder. gentleman. Said, yeah, uh, if you could speak up yeah, just a little bit, Connor, there into the phone. Yeah, oh, sorry, go sorry, ahead. Yeah, sorry, okay, sorry. Yeah, but uh, no, I can't disagree with uh, anything. Uh, Breda said, unfortunately, we live in the EU and, like, you know, we've been uh, monitoring criminals and all that. Unfortunately, we're, we're signed up uh, mm. to uh, the EU and that lad was from Slovakia, from the European Union. So what do you do there? Okay, but, but in in in, yeah. in relation to, uh, you know, say, Dave or Breda, are you walking down the street in O'Connell Street or, or Grafton Street? Are you okay with the fact that a camera can see you and, you know, your name might appear over your head or whatever. I don't know how exactly it works, but it does recognise you and knows about you and all of a sudden all your information is up on the screen Do you, and somebody oh, yeah, has of access course. to that. Of co- yeah, of course. Are you okay so, with that? Uh, massive. No, no, absolutely not. That's, that's mad stuff. As you were saying, 1984 or a stuff, absolutely not. Like, you know, I do, I do agree guards should have uh, body cameras and that. And mm-hmm. meaning, unfortunately, uh, as as you swear, discussing that poor lad on on O'Connell Bridge, that was that was horrible to see. But the guard, yeah, that's a total, that's a total one-off. I mean, uh, the guards, the guards, in fairness, don't actually like their jobs at the moment because they're overwhelmed by paperwork rather than on the beat and actually doing their job in community guard. Um, well, the morale, the morale is not good the, in the guards at the moment. We're aware of that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, I know guards. I mean, three quarters of their day is consumed by paperwork. I do not, for the life of me, why are civil servants not doing that? But that's uh, that's the guards' fault themselves because many many years ago they did try to replace a lot of those jobs, administration jobs, with civil servants, and the guards were the ones who objected to it. There you go. 
Do you know what I mean? So, uh, like, you know? yeah, so you're in a kind of catch-22 there. And there's a problem from a legal yeah. point of view too. And that's something that the government needs to sort out. But I do agree with you. You know, for example, when I go in to get my passport picture stamped into a guard station, it shouldn't be a guard doing that. It should be a civil oh, servant yeah. doing that. We shouldn't be wasting the guard's time with stupid stuff Absolutely. like that. Absolutely. You know? But, uh, yeah, no, I'd uh, definitely disagree with the facial uh, um, so your main problem is, is your privacy a problem? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mm. absolutely. Breda, do you ha- well? Well, I'm let not... me ask Breda. You know, you've heard Connor and Dave. Do you have a right to privacy, Breda? Do you think you have a right to privacy? I have a right to privacy in my own home. I have a right to privacy. You know, if I'm if I'm having a conversation with somebody, but if I'm out in the public, you know, I don't think I think that right to privacy goes out the window because. You're, you could be saying something and anybody can hear what you're saying. You could be doing something, anybody can see what you're doing, which is why I always say social media is fantastic, but whatever you put out there is out there for life. So I don't think, I don't think having you know, facial recognition in public areas, I don't see that as an invasion of my privacy. Again, as I've already said, if I'm not doing anything wrong, off you go. Look, you can follow me all around all you want. I hope you have a great day looking at me. Here we go. Mm. I don't see the problem. See, and that's really fine, don't. but for some people it's not that simple. You know what I mean? They haven't. But, 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 but if you're out in a public area. But it's point of it's principle. I, I understand if you're in a public area, anybody has the right to take a photograph of you, by the way. But, yeah, it's not but, public. But, they, well, yeah, but if, I, if you're out in the public somewhere, say you're standing on a Connell Bridge and I happen to have a camera, I yeah. could take a picture of you. There's no law stopping right, me taking a picture of you, right? I hope the camera wouldn't crack. But, <laughs> yeah. anyway, there you go. but, I, but I don't have a right to go over and ask you your name and address and your Twitter account, and your Facebook account. And I don't have a right to do that unless you're willing to consent to give me that information. Okay, but, but then who says that it has to have that? Like, facial recognition doesn't mean they have to go and get into all your accounts. Facial well, recognition... And you don't, think that's what, you don't think that's what the next step is, do you? But the, the, the laws can be put in that that's not allowed to be included in facial recognition. Facial recognition literally says who you are, what age you are, and where you live. Mm. And then they can well, go from there. Sorry to jump in, like but all it takes is that takes so much. Okay, well, sorry, one more time. Sorry, Dave. Go ahead. What do you want to say, Dave? But who's to say? Who's the one looking at all this information? It just takes one guy, one, maybe it's one fella, and power abuse can occur so easily in this. What if some, what if some guy comes in, he's a bit dodgy, and he takes your details, he takes your information, and he finds out about your breathing, he finds this is the way you walk, and this is all, all the places you go to, and this is your Twitter and your Instagram and your phone number, your address, he finds everything <laughs> on you. privacy with that at all. 
I mean, there, there was massive. I remember the time, really, during COVID. This, do you remember that whole thing? They wanted people to sign up for the COVID app, which was a complete flop, by the way. And, and the whole idea of the COVID app was to track the movement of people. Now, they, they did promise at the time that you were just a number on it and you, your name wouldn't come up or anything like that. But I remember seeing the maps and the graphs that they were using in England with the same technology. And they were able to see where people were and people moving and all this. Now, in China, they took it to the next level. And we're seeing what's happening in China at the moment with credits and all this kind of, you know, these uh, social credits. And literally when people are walking into shops, their names come up over their heads and the many social credits they have left, et cetera, et cetera. Like, we don't want to be a country like China no. or North Korea no. or I'm not saying that we are, but we don't want to be like that. We, we live no, in the Western world where we have a level of freedom, but I'm slowly watching that freedom being eroded because... Oh, well, it's okay to do. Oh, well, okay, we bet. Okay, we let them do this. Oh, well, we let them do that as well. And the next but thing is then that we, have a, we have this hate speech bill, which is basically a bill with no definition of the word hate, which essentially means that I say something tonight about you, Breed, or, or sorry, cabin crew in Aer Lingus, right? Uh, not right, use okay. particularly, but cabin crew in general. And you take offense to it and say, oh, that was hateful words, Niall Boyle, and I want you prosecuted. Where in my view, it might have been just opinions. You know what I mean? So we don't, we don't yeah. know where that will be taken to until somebody's prosecuted. No, and I agree. No, and I mean, I, I do agree with that. But I, I do think guards, number one, should have body cams. Like, they have them all in America and everything else. But I mean, there has to be some way that they can use. If, if you have a body cam, you have to be able to try and have some form of, of being able to recognize who that person was that came at you with a knife or a, whatever it was. Mm. Do you know what? I, like, I don't know where the fine line is, but I mean, there can be a fine line. I don't see why, as I said... You know, I, I do understand. I, and there's a lot of things we could do to reduce crime and recognize people quicker who are involved in crime. But we have to be careful that those who are innocent, you know, don't suffer or sacrifice their privacy because of that. There's a, there's a, there is a fine line. But stay there for a second. Let me go to Jason as well. I'm going to come to Niall too, who's all for it. Uh, Jason, hi, how are you? Good evening, Niall. How are you, pal? Good. Jason, are you all for this? Is it a good idea or a bad idea? It's it's a bad idea. What's that lady's name, Breda? Breda, yeah, Breda. Breda, can I ask you a question? Of course you can. You said as long as you're doing nothing wrong, you know, you have nothing to worry about, yeah? Yeah. Okay. The government been out a lot tomorrow that you don't agree with, okay? Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Are you just going to toe the line? Well, it would depend on what law they brought out that I don't agree with. I mean, you need to be a little bit more specific about what, but what it is. What I mean is they bring out something and you disagree with it, yeah? So all of a sudden now you go to a protest, yeah? They have your face on, uh, uh, on well, camera I now. I, they, I, they would, I would never would, go, would, but I would never you'd go never to protest. protest. Never but in see, my life. But, but see, you're the type. You're the type of person the government wants. You're the, and I'm, I'm not being real. And please don't take this. I'm putting you no, down. No, but you're the type of person that the you're the type of person that the government wants. Somebody that will just toe the line. Whatever we bring out. I, she, but but you are. But, but, but you saying? I mean, the, the one great thing we used to have in this country was we could go out and protest. Yeah, if we didn't like something, we could try and get a change, yeah? Well, that's, but well, that's last, democracy. That's democracy, That's yeah. democracy. But, Niall, in the last couple of years, protesters now have been vilified. Protesters who genuinely want to protest about stuff, genuinely, whether it be anything. And have you noticed, we're not being asked anymore 
do, do we want this? Do we want that? Like, what do you think? It's all just being, this is it now, and if you don't like it, you're far right, you're far this, you're homophobic, you're transphobic. Nobody's being asked anything anymore. But just being told, right, there you have it. You're taking all this. I mean, we voted for Europe, right? We voted to go in. And then remember the Maastricht Treaty and the Lisbon Treaty, and we got it wrong, and we got it wrong, and he gave it back to us and gave it back to us. Have we ever been asked, can we open up our borders and just let everybody in? No, we were never asked that. We were just told, all these people are coming in, we're going to look after them, and there's nothing you can do about it. And if you don't like it, you're far right, you're this, that, and the other, you're racist, you shouldn't be here, blah, blah, blah. That big protest in town today, they're the type of people we want in here, by the way. They're the t- people that want to make a life for themselves and are going to contribute to our society, not change it, but contribute and, and be something. They're the people we want. We want doctors, we want nurses, we want all these people that are driving our buses, our trains, our taxis. They're making something of themselves. What's happening lately is, Noel, and it's coming out in the, it, it, the last couple of days. I heard you on the GB the other day as well. We've people in this country now that have never walked, never walked. And I thought, if after three months, if you can't support yourself, you have to leave our country. If you're an asylum seeker or a refugee well, you, or whatever. According to the EU <laughs> pact, you're, you're meant to be able to support yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yes. What I'm saying is, Noel, have you noticed, um, for some strange reason, the last couple of gruesome murders or whatever in this country we've seen, they shouldn't be here because they were refused the... Uh, 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 Right to remain. They were refused right to remain and eventually the appeal system is so long and drawn out that eventually people get told they can stay. The point you're making, Jason, is very clear and I've said this before that very few people actually get deported. You can make it so di- you can make it so difficult for the government by keep going back to court and eventually you'll probably get a right to remain. Yeah, very few people. But I don't want to go into an immigration debate tonight. Because no, under- you know where I stand connected. on that. But it is all connected, Noel. The government are eroding all... And what they're saying is, well, if you've nothing to worry about, if you've done nothing wrong, you don't worry about it. But that's just because they haven't came for you yet. I mean, there's an old saying, they came for the poets. I wasn't a poet, so I didn't worry. They came for the, the philosophers. I wasn't a philosopher, so I didn't worry. They came for the writers. I wasn't a writer. But when they came for a bricklayer, I was the bricklayer, and there was nobody there to defend me. You know what I mean? So they're chipping away one at a time, one at a time, and we're all sort of sitting back and going, okay, well, it's the government. They wouldn't lie to us. Now the government well, has set up I, a department to tell us that. Oh, well, well, okay, well, let, well, hang on. Let Breida respond to that, side. No, no, hang on, Jason. Let Breida respond. One more thing. Got one more thing, and then she can't, because this sort of finishes me thing. They are now telling us what information we're receiving is fact or fiction. But they're the ones telling us. Start expecting us just to believe them. Like Breda, she believe what the government say or go along with it. Give out about it on the radio. But you said you wouldn't <laughs> protest. You said you wouldn't protest. Okay, okay. Let, let her respond to everything you've said there. Sorry. No, I protest. I, I will hang on, Jason. Just let her respond. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, Breda. Jason, I don't believe everything the government say. Far, far from it. I'm quite capable of making up my own mind when I look at the facts and the figures and everything else. But I don't see the point of going out and marching on something that's not going to change the whole. How many, how many people have been out marching for the last many years? Women wouldn't have, have rights unless women. But hang on, all of you for a second. Let's all just calm down. Please calm down, Jason. Breda, you know, I think it's wrong to say. Well, hang on for a second. Hang on, Jason. Hang on. Breda, I think it's wrong to say the protests don't work. I think if protests are small and erroneous, they probably don't work too well, which has been happening for the last few years. I think Irish people have lost the ability to protest properly, and I mean peacefully as well. And I'll give you the, the, the best example that we've had of recent times of protests, which is the water charges. And, you know, there was a lot of small protests, Breda. Pff, government really didn't take any notice. They were going, oh, those bloody water protesters. 
And then one day, there was a mass protest organised and 100,000 people walked down O'Connell Street. Two days later, the water charges were abolished. So what I'm saying is, Jason is right. Protest is part of democracy, provided it's peaceful. And it does work because it lets the government know that the majority of people don't agree with them. In some instances, it does. And in other instances, it doesn't. It just, it, it depends on how forceful the people are. And I admire the people that go out. No, and I'm and, sorry, Brady. No, hang on, please. Let her, let her finish, Jason. But I have to, this yeah, but you, no, you have to let her finish, Jason. Sorry, Brady, go ahead. I well, sorry, admire Brita. people that go out and protest. And, 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 and I know people that have done it. That's not my thing. That's just not something That's okay, that, I yeah. would, that I would do. But I, I have no problem with anybody going out and protesting peacefully for whatever it is they believe in. But you can't tar me as uh, an old browner for the government just because I don't go out and protest. Okay, well, well, well hang on, Jason. Stay there, Brita, stay there, because I want to go to Niall before the news as well. Niall, hi, how are you? How are you doing? Uh, Niall, facial recognition cameras, back to the original question. Um, do you agree with them? Uh-huh. Do you agree with them? I agree with facial recognition, yeah. Okay, and why? But the problem, the problem is, is the Data Protection Act. You can't pass anything through with that Data Protection Act. Well, they but will. Well, I can guarantee you the legislation will be passed through. Yeah. yeah. So they're sidestepping. because it suits them, Noel. Okay, <laughs> and they can, in certain circumstances, make they can make exemptions to the the GDPR. Well, hang on. Well, Niall's just come on the air. Let him finish the point he's trying to make. Sorry, Niall, go ahead. But, um, yeah, it's just we've tried a lot of things when it comes to security, but the um, the Data Protection Act, you know, stops a lot of Okay, them. leave that aside for the moment, and let's say they can get around that. Do you agree with the idea, the principle? Yeah. Okay, why? I think it's a, it's a, it's a tool in the Guardies, um, mm. you know, for, for the Guardie. It's not the... Um, it's not a solution, but it's a tool, you know, okay. and it will it can help. It's it's not just it's not the answer though. Well, if it's not the answer, why is it okay? What's the answer? Because, well, if we are talking about an answer for everything, I mean, I think like you, you like the justice system needs to change. The how we how we police needs to change. Um, you know, everything that needs to change, really. I would agree. I mean, I, I, How would you change policing? How would you change policing? Definitely. In what way? In what way? We police by consent in this country, which I think is great. I well, really do think it's great. I think we need to train them a bit better, give them more powers, but, I mean, take the handcuffs off them a bit, this new liberal thing that's been wrapped around them, and we have to take it off them. We have to train them better, get them better equipment, better cars, and give them powers to, to, to protect us. Okay, so, so, so well, okay, well, you, you asked me a question. How, how do we change policing, Niall, to make it better? I would propose a two-tier um, police system. A federal, uh, sort of a... a like, like in America? Police. Yeah. Where well, you have the state police and the county police. Like the way Italy and Spain have it too. Hmm. So, like, you have your state and your community policing. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think that's a really good so idea. Well, I, I would, you would actually have three police forces in America and every county, they have three police forces. You've got state police, county police, and then you've got the Met Police, or in the UK, they call them the Met Police, they, what they call them, America. Or more the sheriff, yeah, like the, one, the ones that look after the roads. So, you, you should have three police forces. Troopers, the troopers, troopers, the state troopers, troopers, state troopers. That's the ones, yeah, Jason. Yeah. I couldn't think of the name of them. 
Yeah, and I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't disagree with that. They all operate separately. Yeah. yeah. I, I, Ooh, you can't I would have talk that them, But they would have to be uh, in, you know, uh, you know, willing to be connected in a way. Mm. But, yeah, um, I do think, like, having a two or two-tier system would work. See, when, when you say to me, you know, it's a, well, at least it's something, the cameras, that's like saying... We think one of those ten people there was responsible for the robbery. So let's just arrest all ten of them. Actually, at least one of them. We got we got to write one of them. So in other words, by bringing in something, it's like putting a bandaid on the bucket, isn't it? I I don't think bringing something in for the sake of it is a good idea. Now I understand well, what like Brady said. Like I said, it's Niall, not, can I interject? Like, yeah, good. Well, well, hang on, Niall. Sorry, Jason, go ahead. Can I? Um, as white people, it doesn't seem to affect us, but I think there's a lot of stats on coloured people. It seems to get them wrong. There is, and you are right. On, on black people, there is probably more errors. I mean, they are not 100% accurate. No, no. I, 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 I'd worry about them. That's being honest. As I keep telling people, you're all here, oh, yeah, yeah, it's okay for now because you're agreeing. But what happens when you don't agree? The water protest, it was good. If the government were sort of, ah, well, this is our way of getting a vote because it's against Europe. But this new thing that's coming in, this this, this open immigration thing, if you protest against that, Noel, the government are totally against you. you you're, you're being hammered. You're being hammered. And this was the perfect opportunity to push this hate speech law. I mean, in England now, they have this new thing about protest now as well. They can go to your home, and if you have placards in your car on your way to something, they can arrest you. If they think you're going to a protest now, they can arrest you. If they say no more than three gather, if you're standing there with two of your friends and one more friend comes up, they can accuse you of starting a protest and arrest you. And they will not, if it's on the government, if it's on the government line and it's what the government believe in, blah, 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 your grant. But as soon as you step away from mm. that line, Noel, you can see what's happening. Well, well, we, we, we've seen that of recent times. When there's a group of people who are for the government or for the government narrative, it's called a rally. But when there's a people who are against the government narrative, it's called a protest. BLM. Yeah, okay. BLM, at the start of the COVID, Noel. That was a perfect, perfect thing. That was okay. But if me and you came out into the street and says, why am I wearing a mask? We were anti-government. We were anti-vaccine. We were anti-COVID. No, no, no. I I, I completely agree with you. There were certain protests that were allowed and other ones that weren't allowed. They picked and choose which protests were and weren't allowed. Anyway, but look, we don't want to go into protesting. Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio.